This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Tap Into. I'm Travis. I'm Pete. And I'm Cassie. And we're excited you're joining us on this journey of conscious rising. Wait, what does that mean? I'm glad you asked, Pete. It means we're going to be sharing our experiences and tools for a life centered in joy, purpose, and gratitude. Life as it comes our way. So, the good, the bad. Don't forget the what the fuck. <laughs> exactly. So, come as you are, set aside what you think you know, and simply listen. And as always, take, take what, what you, you like and leave the rest. Are you a phoenix or a fish? Guys, I'm going to need some explanations on this. You, I know what a phoenix is, but it's also, is it, phoenixes aren't real or they are real? It's not real. It's not real. But, they, but in Harry Potter, it's real. Because Harry Potter's real. That's what I thought. At least it's a Chicago's live, finally. Finally, it's been months. It has been months. But it's okay. You're meant to be here right now today. Because, and actually, Lisa, we had a conversation with you probably about a year ago. Um... Very similar to the topic we're talking about today. So I think you're going to enjoy it. Did we? We did. Remember we did a, a Facebook FaceTime with her, and she was laying on the bed. Oh, we yeah. We were maybe also laying on the we bed. We don't want to hear about all this stuff. Well, but anyways. <laughs> so a phoenix is a bird that catches itself on fire, and then a baby bird, <laughs> a baby bird comes out of the ashes reborn. So the phoenix in our metaphor today, falls on its ass, and it picks its own self back up. Now, y'all got to explain to me the fish part of that metaphor. Because I'm enjoying this. The fish. Oh, shit, this is great. It's the fish show. apparently lives in water where it poops. So it's like living in poop water, which is the other metaphor that I don't actually I don't know how to complete that. You were there. You're trying. Well, but the phoenix. Okay, so. Are you a phoenix or a fish? Means, are you able to self-rise out of your own ashes, of your own mm-hmm. shit, mm-hmm. or do you require a hook to be put in your mouth to, to be saved from the poop water? So, are you getting fished, or are you phoenixing? Can we roll with that? So, and, but okay, what's the inspiration for the topic? So. If you hadn't caught uh, long-term wellness is live. Then you just missed a really good forking show. You missed a great forking show. And on that show, we talked about um, the choices we make. The You're on the show, too? Mm-hmm. I missed it. I'm I know sorry. you're on the plane. You're on the plane. And so we talked about the choices that we make when we come to those forks in the road and that everything that we go through is um, – kind of puts us on a path of where we're meant to be. What, what was the word that you used? It was, was it meant, yeah, meant to be. Meant to be. Um, and so along those lines, we decided that uh, we were going to kind of further that conversation about, I think originally it was more so um, me and Melissa and I, and you and I have had the conversation where we enjoy seeing people, fall on their ass but after kind of a conversation with melissa we decided and we realized and melissa said it's not that we like to see people fall on their asses it's that we we trust them enough to know that they're going to rise from the ashes right there's your phoenix um 
Then you have the opposite side, right? You have the people that probably aren't in your inner circle anymore. Um, and if they are, then they're probably on their way out. They're probably on their way out um, because you you look at them and you've been hoping that they're going to be a phoenix for so long, right? You're like, oh, I just know that you're going to do it. I know that you could succeed. I see more in you than you see in yourself. And they never rise. So they're that fish. They're that, I don't want to even call them a bottom feeder, but it's it's the, they just can't seem to rise out of that pond. You're waiting full. to be rescued. Yeah, you're waiting to be rescued. Mm-hmm. You're waiting to be fished out of that water. And this is all coming right here. Yeah, <laughs> doing it. Um, it's, you know, they're waiting to be fished out of that water and be saved. Or, you know, you may just want to be cooked up and be over with it all. So are you a fish or a phoenix? Do you swim in your own shit and you're happy there and content? Um, or are you going to rise from it? And so... This is a great topic. Like... Because I remember when we first met, we both had instances where we were learning each other and we had to pull ourselves back from either side of the story to let someone fall and get back up and to not to not be that fisherman, fisher person. Yeah. Fisher woman. Fisher person. Who's <laughs> <laughs> well, not fishing? Yeah. Fisher. Yeah. I think as parents... We go through this a lot because, you know, we're we're raising these little people to be young people and letting them go is difficult because as adults, we know what they're going to face in the world. We know that there are jerks on every corner. You know, we know that not everybody is on their team. You know, not everybody wants the best for them. Um, and, and knowing that they're going to go out into a world like that, we have to really trust that. We have given them the tools so that they don't become that sucker fish and do that to other people in their circle. Um, but we also have to make sure that that they don't fall too hard. It's, it's a balance, you know, because you want the best for your kid. You know that they have to fall. You know that they have to have some bumps and bruises. And, they, you know, you, you got to be there to put the Band-Aid on or hand them the Band-Aid versus putting the Band-Aid on them all the time. So I think as parents, um, we go through this quite often. Yeah, and so that's kind of, you know, we've talked about that before, um, Melissa, you and I, as well as Pete and I. It's like there was times in new relationships, in any kind of relationship, whether it's friendship or partners or whatever it is, you love someone enough, you love someone so much that you think by throwing that pillow under their asses that that is going to cause them to not be hurt and that you're doing something good for them, right? Um, and again, Pete, we've talked about, we had this aha moment a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago or so, where we heard that, you know, the true, um, the true meaning and the true definition of the word love is that letting others voluntarily evolve, L-O-V-E, right? And as soon as we heard that, it was just kind of like, Oh, so throwing that pillow underneath somebody's asses, saving them, fishing them out, you're not really loving them. You have something that you're dealing with yourself to where you have to be this giving person, right? You have to be the the savior, the the and it makes you feel good. And that's a that's a tough pill to swallow. It where it was for me whenever I realized that I'm one side of a uh what's the type of relationship I'm talking about? Um, codependent relationship. In my past, I've been on the other side of the codependent relationship where I said to myself, 
that I'm just a caring person, right? I'm a fixer. None of this was wrong with me, but it was a tough pill to swallow knowing that to say that, okay, it wasn't that. It was, I got some kind of satisfaction for saving somebody. It didn't make me, it, well, it made me feel good, but it didn't do anything for them. Right. Because I wasn't letting people evolve. And that kind of sickness, it really is a little bit of a sickness, kind of bled over a little bit into, um, it bleeds over into any relationship, right? Uh, all relationships. All relationships. Yep. It doesn't matter, you know, if you're sharing a bed or a pizza. Like, you know, it, it can bleed over. That's why you have pizza in bed. Pizza in bed. Yes. <laughs> wait for somebody to That's what we're doing whenever we get off here. Pizza so, in bed. I did this a while ago. No, we're not. <laughs> So I did this exercise in the past couple of years, and it's where I looked at all my relationships, whether it was parental, family, friends, relatives of any kind, whatever, and I saw the kind of people that I was attracted to and that I attracted into my life. And they oh, were all, the, the major role players in my life were all caregivers. Mm -hmm. And I, for the most part of my life, have been a care receiver, because I wouldn't just say caretaker. Taking the well, caretaker, taking, taking the care, yeah, 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 and not ever knowing how to give it. Yeah, and I learned this, and don't criticize me, but I do like some Dr. Phil. And on the show, when he was back on Oprah when she was doing her thing, he said it was talking about trust in a family or some kind of relationship, and and he was talking to the person who was doing the picking up, and he's like, you can't trust anyone else until you trust yourself. And that for me was like, I never trusted myself to pick myself up or to, to sit down. Cause I know if I sit down there long enough, someone's going to come out there and look at this face and be like, you can't stay down for long. You got to get up. But anyway, so, I'm but it took it, to, <laughs> which is a good thing, <laughs> but it took me having to, to know that the cycle that I was in and recognize that of, waiting in the muck into the, the shit water that the fish are in mm -hmm. until someone was going to come fish me out. But it took that cycle of realizing that I wasn't happy to create distance from those relationships so that I sat there long enough and the pain of change outweighed the pain of staying the same. I love and, then I, and then I figured out some new things. The what? The what? Say that one more time. You have to repeat it every week. I know. I love it. Because it's that good. It's the pain, when the pain of change outweighs the pain of staying the same. Yep. So you're staying the same. Here's change. Change is now, change is now heavier. Whatever. It's a visual. Um, then change happens. Yeah. And so that's exactly where it was kind of, I was mistaken from whenever I was, when we all have talked about this before, to where I said, I love when people struggle. I love when people fall on their asses. I love because the the real thing about that was that it's not that I love to see people struggle. I, it, I don't like to see people struggle. I don't know many people who do. However, I love that I trust the people that are in my inner circle enough now that something cool is going to happen, and it's not in my time, it's theirs, and that I really don't have to do anything. Do you know how anxiety-producing it is to have people in your life that you think that you have to fix? It sucks. Right? You make it. He's like, no, I just like to be fair. Thanks, me. No, and that's okay. And that's what it brought. It was because of you and because of where I was at that I realized that, that I didn't like it. We, you know, we've said this before. Pete and I came into this relationship super honest with each other. We weren't, we didn't know how to, to kind of act that out, but we did come very honest where he said, I've been taking care of my whole life. 
I don't want to be taken care of. And I said, I take care of people my whole life. I don't feel like taking care of anybody else. It took a few months before we were actually able to speak or say as we speak or do as we speak. Mm -hmm. um, but it happened, and that's amazing. That's why it's very important to have the people in the tribe that you know, are on some kind of same spiritual growth page. Because if you're not, and you have this person that says, yeah, I want to be taken care of, and then says, uh -huh, take care of me, it just doesn't work. So no, I don't like seeing people fall in their asses, but I love the people that I surround myself with enough that I do kind of, whenever you're going through stuff now, or you're going through stuff now, or anybody that's close to me starts going through stuff, in my head, I am just like a kid at Christmas because I know that the people that are in my life right now just thrive on this stuff. They get better. They get bigger. They get just more than they were before. Yeah. I'm going to go opposite. I like watching people fall in their face. Not for that. Not, I don't like watching pain. <laughs> I don't like watching pain. You're mean. But this lighting is really good. Right You're welcome. Good job. Although we all look like we're getting bug shots taken. Oh, wait. <laughs> Turn to the right. <laughs> To the left. <laughs> Squirrel. Go. I'm going to get stripes next week. So it's watching someone fall. Just watching someone in general is like it's watching a story. And when you watch someone fall down, I'm not so much enjoying like the hurt process, but like I enjoy watching it because it tells about who a person is, myself included, to watch how someone reacts or acts to some kind of adversity in their life. And that is cool to watch. It's cool to watch on both spectrums because it shows you, it shows me where I came from, where I am, and where I still have to go way over here somewhere. Okay, so let's be honest here. All right. I'll I take this uh, page out of your book because I really like seeing people's comments and stuff you're coming in. So, like, take a second to be really honest with yourselves right now. And on that, on that side of the fence, okay. Throw a one in, in the comments if you are the caretaker. Throw a two if you are the... Taker of care? Okay, taker of care. There you go. One if you're the caretaker. Two if you're the taker of care. And this isn't a judge-free zone, right? Because I can still say, if I'm going to be honest with myself, I mean, we all kind of fall. It's a spectrum, right? We all kind of fall on one side or the other. I am on the side of, in my, in my habits... I'm on the side of taking care of people. It's an ever-ending process. I have to keep myself in check. I do a lot better. Will I ever be perfect at it? No. So don't be afraid to kind of like be honest with yourself because once you're honest with yourself, just like Pete said, you can be honest with everybody else. Um, and it's not a bad thing, right? It's only a bad thing if you ignore it and you don't truly mm -hmm. be true with yourself. So. Yeah. And if you're not being honest, it shows. We had a really good reminder of that the other day when we were doing the videos. And I didn't feel bad on the inside. I didn't feel like I was mad. I didn't feel upset. I didn't feel anything. But I've, I've been going through something, and it's been weighing super, super heavy on my heart. I mean, it's like, it's hurting. And even though I didn't feel like it was, you know, I wasn't, like, actively thinking about the situation. It, none, none of that stuff was in my brain. But Travis replayed the first video that we did and he was like and he was on the other side of the studio and his face is just like like it's horrible and I'm thinking holy crap I thought it was pretty good he came over to where I was sitting and showed it to me and he said you're gonna have to look at this and push play and I was like oh my gosh what's wrong with my face 
And I really, I had bitch pain. Even though I didn't feel bad, but because that situation was just weighing so heavily on my heart and I had to do something that was just not, it's not fun, not good. It was, it, it is good. Big picture. Yeah. Big picture. It is good. But what I had to do was just not the, my favorite thing to do. I love all y'all's honesties, right? Because you know? people are being honest. And yeah. so you started being honest with that story, people's numbers started coming in, right? Well, we have, we have a lot of ones. Um, we have a one and a half. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna, a a one and a half? Yeah, we got one and a half. That comes from Mr. Michael Moorhead. He's a one and a half. Um, and so <laughs> it's, it's it, I love it. And that's was what that I mean. Fix my face yeah, it was it, you fall on the spectrum, right? Um, and that was the thing is that we can try to portray ourselves in a certain light. Um, we're going to we're on a different topic now, I think, right now, but that's okay. It's a go with the flow it's type situation, trusting. right? Um, and that was it. It was like, I knew that, and I'm really, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm patting myself on the back because whenever I looked through it back, did the re the playback on that video and I saw what I was seeing on the other side of that room, my first back in the day would have been to go, oh, it's great, but you know, let's fix something else because of this, that, and the other. And I was like, no, I was like, you have to see this. I can't fix this situation. So she saw it, she realized it, and she took it. And she, you know, it was really, it was a great thing to see because, you know, Melissa sat there and she saw it and she goes, I thought I was good. I really did. I thought I was good. And I can't call it a, a lie from that because she really did feel like she was good, but it showed on her face. So she goes, I need to kind of step away for a second. And she goes, I need to, what was, oh, get centered is what she said, which was a great thing, you know, get centered and, and figure out and to be honest with herself and what, what she was feeling. And once she did, we got those videos going and it was like night and day. So honestly, you can, you can try to lie to yourself even, but even so the people around you, they still know whenever you're calling. So that's a good point because we were talking about people who pick other people up without asking and people who get picked up without asking. It's the cycle that we were either born into or created with relations, whatever. But what I liked is that you didn't pick her up. You just said, hey, I care about you, and this is, I noticed something's going on. Mm -hmm. And you chose to be honest about it and acknowledge it and say, yeah, I don't like that. How can I fix it? And then so you went, mm -hmm. and you did some, some juju energizing. Mm -hmm. What did you do? How did you, what was your? I drank vodka and lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's... So that part is true. It okay. was non-GMO. But you weren't doing that to self-soothe. <laughs> non-GMO. It was organic. <laughs> uh, it was gluten-free. We're I mean, honest on this show, right? I mean, yeah. You know, I, I didn't do that to self-soothe. I didn't do that no. to, to heal the pain. I'm joking. I, we really did do it, but yeah. that wasn't the purpose. It was really just to lighten the mood. It was really just let's let that situation go. I'm going to come back to it. I don't have any choice but to come back to it. But I had to visualize, and I did this with my kids too, when they had to go through a difficult time and, and, and a difficult relationship in their lives. You know, put that in the box. Put it in a pretty box. Yeah. Put a pretty bow on it and, and sit there for a second. Just take a deep breath. Close your eyes. And imagine putting that pretty box, and I always imagine mine in a white box with a Tiffany blue ribbon, because that's my favorite. And I imagine myself putting it on the shelf. I'm going to come back to you. I'm going to deal with you. I'm not brushing it off. I'm not playing Scarlett O'Hara, and I'm going to do it tomorrow. 
Just saying. You say that all the time that you like to know him. The, yeah. You you say it all the time that you like He's to do with things tomorrow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not doing that, but I'm giving it its space to sit so that I can have my space and my peace to do whatever it is, you know, that I have to do during the day. So, and so that's hard though. You know, and we like to be honest. I mean, the three of us have these conversations. We get on FaceTime. We have happy hour long distance. And we have these conversations about personal development and growth. And, um, you know, we just like to keep it honest. People think that it's all about this, just chanting this specific mantra, you know. And, and we've, we've all been to, you know, a really big growth conference together where we, it was just jam-packed. I don't even remember how many days we were there. I felt like we were forever but it was jam-packed with all this information and until you decide to pare it down and prioritize that information and actually apply it to your life you have to put it into motion mm -hmm. and when you do this shit's hard yeah it, it doesn't just change overnight I mean none of the three of us are sitting on a couch doing this Oming it with you know incense burning and we wake up tomorrow and we're millionaires and the whole you know our whole lives are fine. It is a day to day, choice by choice, path by path, you know, and that's what we talked about on the show. Travis and I talked about this morning is which path are you going to take? We have choices all day long. And even though we might have been born into a certain cycle or we were conditioned for a certain cycle, and I was conditioned to be a fixer. My mom's a therapist. Always fixing somebody's stuff. Yeah. And, and and I'm a coach, sports coach, life coach, health coach, wellness coach. It's very easy for me to go, oh, you know what? If we move this piece here and this piece here and this piece here, if you can do this and you can do this, and bam, there it is. But until that person sees that and makes the choice to put rubber to the road, you got to back it up. You have to back it up. So what changed for you and how you, whether it's personal or professional relationships, instead of physically moving someone else's pieces around, how do you get them to put their hand up there and start getting their own hands dirty and playing with that? Like, what was that? Obviously, that's a new habit for you to think that way. No, when it comes to my comes to clients or patients in the clinic, I mean, that's, that's how I operate. You know, they have to do that. Sometimes in my personal life, though, I just kind of feel like, hey, you know what? Go ahead and take a break. Let me go ahead and do this for you. I got you. And it's not I want to rob you of being of you being able to do it. It's not that I don't trust you to do it. It's that I've seen you doing it for so long. Go ahead and take a break. Let me do it. And that's not good either. Don't take a break. You need to keep doing it because there's a reason why you keep coming back. Not you personally. You, the other person. Keeps coming back to that. And it's because that person's making the same choices that's leading them back to that spot. And we have to just step back and let them do whatever they're going to do. Yeah. And I think as the coming from the other perspective of, well, and we've all been on the ground. Um, and honestly, you know, I've been doing this thing called life for 33, almost 34 years now. And the bottom, now that I look back, is not as bad as it felt when I was down there which means that the more times I get down there and learn how to move my own pieces and roll around in the muck and get up, I'm just like, oh, I'm take a shower, wash it off, and move on. Like, standing up, every time you stand up, 
gets easier every single time. Mm -hmm. And the worst times in life aren't as bad retrospectively, looking back, obviously, as then when they were happening. So that gets into that pause, like what you were talking about earlier with the pause between the video takes, yeah. to go out there and refocus, compartmentalize, get things out of, out of sight, out of mind if you need to. And it's just, it's not, I, where does it come from, the cycle? Because we can, it's not just a parent thing or a relationship thing or friends or work or whatever. Like, what is it? Is this a societal message that, and I, and, and for me, like, one of the things that I, I always, I notice this about myself. I start a question and then I want to fill in more information before I finish it. Yeah. What is it about the world we live in that perpetuates this need to take care of or be taken care of versus to leave everyone to themselves for the most part, because we do need help. We're better together overall. But we can do most things by ourselves, including ask for help. So what is it that leads us to be a caretaker or a caregiver instead of saying, you know what, that's not my side of the street. I don't that's not my side of the street. I honestly my side of the street. I think that for both situations that you are not dealing with your own shit, right? If you're a caretaker, you're focusing on the other person. If you're the care Taker of care. Taker of care, then you're still not dealing with your own shit. You're letting that other person take it. In both situations, you're just really not going inward at all. Mm -hmm. So, Because if I'm busy taking care of one of you two, then I'm really not focusing on my problems at all. And then that's a lot easier. It goes to, it goes, I really do think that's what it has to do with. It's that it's just so much easier to focus on somebody else mm -hmm. or let somebody else focus on you than it is for you to go inward. Mm -hmm. You know, it does get easier to get up every single time in the situation that you're talking in because that is growth you have to make that choice you make you take that fork in the road like we talked about today every single day that fork is sitting there every day in one situation or another and it's whatever choice you make in that time is the right correct choice for you at the time it's uh, lose the words again whatever you said this morning it was like it's what's best for you in the moment. It's, meant to be. it's what's meant to be, right? <clears throat> so I have a question. Yeah. Because I'm sitting here thinking about different situations, and, and you called me a serial fixer. Mm -hmm. And so I was, I was sitting here just thinking about different situations. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I can't think of a situation where I just sat there and waited for someone to come and do it. I cannot think of a situation. I might sit there and whine. Yeah. I might roll around in a little bit until I get tired of it, and then I get up and go take care of it. So my question is, can someone be both? A caregiver and a, a, and a taker caretaker of and a taker of care. Yeah, because I know a couple people that I think I could identify with that. Yeah, and, and was, I would label yeah. them as that. Well, that's what that's what is mm. so cool about living in this world now is there's no more boxes anymore. Everyone's on a spectrum. Everything that you identify with in your life is personal to only you. So absolutely, you can be both. You can be 75, 25, you can be 50, 50. Um, but again, it's all about choices. Yeah. yeah. And you have to like, and it takes both parties. Because like, if, if you are used to picking me up and then you realize that that's not doing anybody good and you leave, I can still go, I'm going to go find someone else if I'm not ready to take a look and change. So it takes, it, it, it takes willing participation on both parties and this is where relationships end. And this is why like the divorce rates and families separated and friends falling out over stupid little things is because one person's willing to make a change or trying to force someone and then you get this gap. So it's like, 
that like now I can look at things and that's what the LOVE, let others voluntarily evolve. I know that you're gonna continue doing something that you're doing and I'm okay with that because I'm cool with you as you are. Yeah. And if I need a space from something that may be toxic or not, I can step back and vice versa. And I don't know, it's like now I, it's just, it's it's not a inflammatory thing anymore to for me to struggle or for me to watch someone else struggle because I know I'm gonna get tired of struggling. I'm gonna do something else about it. Or so, like it's just I don't know. I don't know. You do know. You do. I do know. I do know. Yeah. I do know. So are you a fish or the phoenix? <gasps> or you're in the middle? Are you one of those flying fish? That was the weirdest thing. Yeah. I'm a phoenix. Yeah, I'm a phoenix. I'm. What are those winged fish on Mario? That's. I don't know video games. Flying fish. It's a phoenix fish, so... It's a phoenix fish. And, you know, and this is... The titles are always just a little bit wonky on our show. I'm sure you've seen it. <laughs> but, however, it's like, you know, you don't have to be one or the other. We kind of honestly picked this title in the last second, so this is what we came up with. Yeah. Uh, but it works, right? It always ends up coming around in some way. Um, so, again, if you didn't uh, check out the live... We're going to plug some people, and then we're going to go to the comments. So if you're here, say hello, where you're from. Um, we'll get to you in the comments in just a second. And if you're watching this on replay, we'll still get to you after you say something. So, um, But this is, of course, Melissa Crisville from Long-Term Wellness. Uh, you've seen her on a little iPad and uh, in our studio before, but now we have the pleasure, um, again, of being here in her beautiful house in Wilmington, Delaware. Um, Check it out on Long-Term Wellness, facebook.com slash long-term wellness, melissachrisbell.com. You're still revamping that right now. It's under new construction. Uh, check out her uh, live. She is, I mean, she's one of our favorites. We talk about her all the time. Now you get to see her in person. Um, but yeah, so check out her live. It ties in really well. Then you can, if you're a phoenix, if you're a fish, and it's something that can be fixed with a little bit of nutrition and Undoctoring yourself. This is the lady to come to right here. Check out her page and all that good stuff. This has been awesome. Are you serious right now? This is like this gives me life. This gives me life having like the Phoenix. So where are we leaving this? We want to be. We want to be. We want to others to aspire to be phoenixes. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So. And when we see the fish, or if we notice ourselves being the fish, just acknowledge it. With the taker of care or the caretaker, just acknowledge it first. Be honest with yourself. You have to accept it. What's those three A's? Acceptance, awareness, acceptance, awareness. and action. So becoming aware of it, you can easily turn away. Yeah. And the action is to go check. Do less. Go check out that live. <laughs> that was one of our early lives. Oh, triple A. Triple A. Um, Awareness, action, and acceptance. That was funny. I just rewatched that randomly, which makes it's not random. That was one you rewatched. Yeah, I rewatched and it gave me life and it made me happy. So let's go and say hello to some people. Um, Demetrius Vela, hello. It's been a while since I've seen you. I'm really feeling we need to maybe change our dates. <laughs> um, Kimberly is here. Um, she says she missed the questions. The winds are ripping here. I hate that, but I bet it's not 34 degrees. Oh gosh, that I don't know. She's in the desert. It may be colder. Oh, there. it is with winds. That's Ray. Ray's here. Hey, mom. Hey, mom. How's it going? Um, and hello to my mama because she'll be watching this probably on Monday morning at work. So hi, mama. Uh, Emma Kate G two G. Gotta go. Replay later. Thanks for joining us. Vula 
got some tacos, joined us. She said, I think most people are a combo of both one and two, depending on who they are. It's like the chameleon phoenix, right? Is that, what is that, what does that mean to you, right? That's, okay, so I like that comment that she made about depending who you're with, because it's like, it's like, you look at, like, let's take bullying in schools, and you have someone who's just so mean, and that person's probably being treated that way at home. That's the first, that's not saying that's everything, but like, so it's like, depending on who you're with, your roles change. So here, here's how I feel about that. I, you know, I'm going to make this as quick as possible. I have to raise my hand. Yes. So I, um, early on, before I kind of really centered into myself and realized who I was, I was a chameleon. I would be this way with one person, I would be this way with the other, and I would jump around from people to people. That meant that I never had a close tribe. That meant I never was an honest person. That never. That meant that I was never really being my authentic, true self. Right. So if I'm just kind of switching the way I act with you and you, who really gets to know me? Mm -hmm. If I'm dividing myself, which, you know, again, there's this ebb and flow. But if you're being one complete way to one person, one complete way to the other, I found myself getting into a lot of trouble with that. I wanted to keep my friends separate. I didn't want the people I was one with being around the people, too, because at the end of the day, they never got along together because the ones and twos get along and the you know what I'm saying? So yeah. the chameleon didn't work for me. Does it work for other people? Fine, sure, whatever. But for me, that did not work. Yeah, I think that if you find yourself in that situation, that I'm a one over here and I'm a two over here and I'm a one over here, or if you find that you are always the one, if you are always the caretaker, Ooh, if you are always the one who's cheering everybody else on, and you are always the one who's picking everybody up, and you're always making the suggestions for the situation to be better, I think it's time to check your circle. Yeah. Because if you have that many people in your world that need your help or help, yeah. you know, um, it's, it's time to check the circle. Absolutely. And it's it's time to give some pink slips. Yeah. And not in a bad way. No. In, in a loving, kind manner. But it's time for folks to do what they need to do for themselves. And if they're, they, and that's one of the things. If they're truly meant to be in your circle, it's not so much a pink slip as it is a... A suspension, right? Because you can say, I'm going to step away because, and so you can you can do you, I can do me, and then, you know, if one day we come back in the middle together and we're both better people for it, fantastic. If we're not, then we got what we needed to get out of that situation. Love it, bless it, move on. Love it, bless it, move on. You're here for a reason, season, a lifetime. Which which one are you? Yeah. Um, Elizabeth Talent Acquisition. Hello, Elizabeth. Um, she said for some reason she's sucking on a lemon. She also said, trying to evaluate if two happens more than one, or if one outweighs two based on different areas of life. Fine. It's a good, uh, a great, it's a good talk to have with yourself. Kimberly, um, one, if you're a caretaker, two, if you're, oh, she was just telling people coming in what we were talking about. Um, Lula says white and blue, mm, sounds like Dallas colors, What's or uh, Kentucky uh, colors. Can, but who talked about white and blue? Lula. Cowboys. She's trying to make a cowboy reference. Is that like a? No, I think someone said something about white. Is that a soccer team? I don't know. Oh no! All we're worried is about Kentucky basketball tomorrow at 5 p.m. Wait, get your toe cuts. Is that 5 Eastern time or specific time? No, it's our time. Lisa said putting things in motion is really hard for you. You know, it is for me too. It can. It used to. The first time. Yeah, the first time is putting in is kind of hard. But get that first time out of the way, and then you'll see. Demetrius Vela. Okay, I would like to kind of point this out. I love Demetrius Vela 
for the reasoning that whenever he gets on a live, and this is kind of this is very smart in my book. Whenever he gets on a live and he hears something that he really likes, he puts in the timestamp in the comments so that he can come back and go to that. I think it's brilliant. So kudos to that. Uh, thank you for joining us, Demetrius. Um, Elizabeth said breaks for rest, not breaks in momentum and consistency. Somebody else want to take a comment? Sure. Carmen Yeats. Carmen Yeats. Have you seen Carmen before? I'm not sure. If, Are if, you new? If you're new to the Travis and Pete show? show, thank you. Go. Uh, she says, or he. She? I think I believe it's Carmen. It's funny to expect something different if we keep doing the same. It is funny. It's also insanity. It is. It's a good point. Lisa had this conversation today with an 11 year old. How did that go? Because it's fun. No, but like when we talk about breaking cycles, and we were talking about this earlier about mindfulness in the schools mm -hmm. playing a bigger part across the country. I don't know if there's actually a, there's a age is too young, but like kids are receptive. They soak up so much, and it's what they see, not what you tell them. Mm -hmm. And so the more conversations we have with young people, old people, every people, like, don't put people in a box. Yeah. They're going to get it, maybe in their own time. Maybe when they turn 18, I don't know. But, like, people. but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep morning. talking to those. Keep talking to the children. The children. The churn. The churn. Lisa said, I think ego gets in our way of seeing our own shit. That ego is a bitch. Ugh. Lego my... Ooh, we can have a show title called Lego My Ego. Lego My Ego? Talk about the ego? Just one I don't know. Just, I know, but I'm just saying... Demetrius says, reprogram the editor in the brain subconsciously. Ooh. Yeah, and you know what? It's not like I got called a ceiling surfer once because <laughs> I could regurgitate the things that I learned like this, but they weren't exactly going into action. And I took a I took I took the offense when that person said that to me, even though she was spot on. And um Yeah, yeah. The reprogramming is you can't do it once and expect it to stick. That's right. You're gonna if you're trying to help people fall on their ass more, you're gonna realize that you're gonna fall on your ass trying to help people fall on their ass because it you just you do it once and you're like, oh, and that's painful to watch, even though people have to hear things like five to nine times before their brain will accept it as truth. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that you remember that because I can remember exactly where you were when you heard it. <laughs> it wasn't me. She does too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody on here knows who that is. Um, yes, there's so many. Go Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky Wildcats. Yeah. Um, I like that, Pete. Let go of my ego. That's good. Let go of my, my, let, let go Lisa, my ego. Lisa said the 11-year-old was frustrated with himself for getting in his own way, falling down, and I was telling him to focus on getting back up. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. So if, we, if I am taught that your ass is going to fall down, limited time throughout your life and there's there's like a famous quote that's like it's not about how you fall it's how you get back up that's what i was saying earlier like i enjoy watching that because it's the story of who someone is how they get up how they fall you know how like some people will fall and they like take some 10 minutes to get to the ground and some people just know that the quicker you get down there the quicker you fail the quicker you can learn from get that back up. Yeah, yeah yeah so let your ass drop yeah maybe not over a pit of firing hot coals that just that got an intense quick. Yeah, not really that escalated. Yeah. Guys, we are gonna wrap it up. Thank you all for joining us today and every Tuesday. Whenever we come on Tuesdays, we Fridays, whenever it's on Fridays. Um, 
Go I ahead. know, but yeah. <laughs> go ahead, and like I said, if you haven't already, go over to uh, facebook.com forward slash long-term wellness. Give this lady a like and a follow. Don't just follow. Give the like and follow. That way you can um, do you can, you can get the notifications. Click down on that follow button, and it says notify first. Do this for myself as well and Pete as well as her. That way you can get the good stuff. Go back and watch that live today uh, on long-term wellness as well as the one last week. It's very synchronistic about all the things that we're talking about. Um, thank you for the people who joined us this morning and are joining us again. Yeah, double we dose. do this because we love this interaction <laughs> with people. Um, and so he thank you. We wouldn't, props. we wouldn't do this. Uh, we wouldn't be doing this without you. Um, so thank you for joining us. Share this out for the people who you think will um, like it. And mm -hmm. until then, woke up. He's got props. Don't be a fish. fish. And actually, if you are a fish, don't be hard on yourself. Yeah. Just realize yeah, it's time to make a change. Be a phoenix. Look at. I see what you did there. It's not a Louisville cardinal. Not at it's all. It's the no. Kentucky State bird. Exactly. <laughs> and it's in the snow, so it's down because you have to be the middle hearts for both of us. All right. And as always, <laughs> from our heart to Dude, yours, we love, you guys, we love you guys, and we will talk to you um, next week. Bye. 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 We are so grateful you joined us for another episode of Tap Into. Please like us on Facebook and drop us a message to say hi. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes and SoundCloud and share us on your favorite social media. Special shout out to Specialty Produce Network. Aw, thanks. And our listeners and followers because we couldn't do this without you. And we're better together. Until next time, get, get out, out there, there and, and tap, tap into, into life. life. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.